This is Digital Health Today, episode 52. I think the business integration, it's also as cool as, uh, as, as, as cash. So what I mean is to scale up from MVPs, proof of concepts, um, some kind of uh, even market traction to proper at scale distribution, pharma and device companies can play a big role. Welcome to Digital Health Today, the podcast focused on the leaders, innovators and technologies transforming healthcare today and tomorrow. Find us online at digitalhealthtoday.com. This episode is brought to you by Bear Grants for Apps and their new generator program. Bear Grants for Apps invites you to submit your innovative healthcare projects for one of their four challenge areas. Learn more and apply online at g4agenerator.com by March 23rd. Welcome back to Digital Health Today, the place to be to get the insights of leaders working to make the healthcare of tomorrow available today. I'm your host, Dan Kendall, and this is episode 52. As this podcast goes live, I'll be out in beautiful San Francisco, California, enjoying the sunshine and the beaches. Not really, but I will be enjoying the company of thousands of health leaders and innovators in a series of conferences being held out there. On the last podcast, I mentioned several that are actually being held, but there are actually several other conferences that I failed to mention. One of those is the Health 2.0 Winter Tech event, which is being held on Wednesday, January 10th. Friend of the show, Matthew Holt, you can follow him on Twitter with the handle at BoltyBoy. He's lined up another great set of speakers. So if you're not here in San Francisco already, Health 2.0 Winter Tech is another great reason to head to San Francisco in January each year. Just go ahead and put that on your calendar for 2019 already. This year's getting off to a great start, and a lot of people I've been speaking with feel the same way that I do, that 2018 is destined to be a great year in the healthcare sector. One person that shares this optimism is our guest on this episode. I recently spoke with Roberto Ascione, a serial entrepreneur and global thought leader based in Italy. For over 20 years, he's been focused on marketing, communications, business transformation, and innovation in health and wellness. He's the CEO of Healthware International, which combines marketing, creative services, and innovation and technology capabilities. They deliver excellent value to existing and emerging healthcare stakeholders, and they work with some of the leading players in health, and many smaller ones too. Roberto is very active in the digital health startup ecosystem, and he's an advisor to several companies in Europe and the USA. He's also the chairman of Frontiers Health, one of the leading global conferences on digital health innovation. It's being held in Berlin on November 15th and 16th, 2018, so go ahead and put that on your calendar. Roberto shares his insights on some of the transformations he's witnessed over the last 20 years of running Healthware International, and what he thinks we'll see in 2018 and beyond. So sit back and let's tune into my conversation with Roberto Ascione. Roberto, thanks for joining me. Welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. Roberto, I've shared some of your background with the listeners, and I want to go into some of the changes that you're seeing in the health and innovation community. But I first want to congratulate you on the Frontiers Health Conference that you chaired in Berlin in November 2017. It's a relatively new conference. It's about three years old now. So for those who haven't attended it yet, can you tell the listeners a little bit about this event and what makes it different from other conferences in the space? Absolutely. So first off, uh, it's great that you that you enjoyed, and I have to say that uh, uh, you joined a, a a great crowd of uh, <clears throat> more than four hundred people, uh, really coming from um, uh, all over the world, both coasts, uh, and in between the U.S. up to uh, Japan and Singapore. And of course, uh, Middle East, Europe, uh, Nordics, so really, really great crowd made of uh, uh, a lot of people working really to transform healthcare, whether they are startups or uh, industry or investors. The idea behind Frontiers Health came uh, 
uh, now three years ago. Uh, Frontiers uh, Conferences is an organization that has been organizing for probably more than 10 years innovation-related events all over Europe. And they came to me with uh, uh, the idea to launch a health vertical. And so uh, I started to run the idea by a few friends around. Um, and of course, I've been uh, involved with uh, uh, great events uh, and I'm still involved with other, with other great events. Uh, but we felt that there was a space for something that was a little bit of uh, a celebration of the ecosystem in the frontier style that, as you have seen, that's very, it's highly curated. There is uh, uh, some design involved, some music, uh, a lot of work with, with, with video, really creating a, an experience and a, and a, and a platform for uh, different parties like uh, accelerators, incubators, um, investors, and, and pharma, of course, companies, startups to really connect and, and, and really discuss uh, the innovation, how we can shake up things in, in healthcare. So under this uh, input, I started to uh, work on this, which is a, which is a total pro bono uh, for me as a, as a curator. And uh, I've been uh, uh, getting uh, help from uh, uh, friends that joined in the various steering committees over the, over the year. This has been a year, year three, and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll keep going. Um, and really, this is, is what Frontiers uh, is. It's, it's, it's an open platform for the various, um, the, the various stakeholders or within the innovation ecosystem to really uh, get together and, and, and move the needle forward. And this includes even leaders uh, of other events that are joining uh, Frontiers with, uh, with the very same spirit. So I believe you kind of... Uh, felt that spirit and now you are you are part of it so we will be super happy to have you uh, in in the future as part of the event now roberto i know you want to mention everyone but can you share with us one of the big takeaways from the conference that our listeners should know about were there any launches or highlights or announcements that our listeners should know sure we are a few minutes into this podcast and you are already giving me a hard time <laughs> to to choose uh, from the, the, the so many friends that 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 made Frontiers great uh, uh, this year too. Um, one that I think was particularly uh, that worked particularly well uh, was the one dedicated to digital therapeutics. So digital therapeutics are this uh, this, this this great trend that I feel has um, very substantial transformational uh, power with it. Um, which is basically software interventions that are clinically proven uh, and able to deliver um, healthcare uh, clinical outcomes, basically, uh, through, uh, as said, software interventions. And uh, this year, that was a, a, a pretty strong theme at, uh, at Frontiers. So one of the two discovery sessions uh, was basically uh, 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 solely focused on, on those kind of companies. But the, probably the, the highest moments of that has been the session um, uh, named uh, the dawn of uh, um, digital therapeutics, which basically uh, was uh, uh, all designed around the European unveiling of the Digital Therapeutics Alliance. Actually, can you tell me more about that? What is the Digital Therapeutics Alliance and who's behind it? The Digital Therapeutics Alliance is an industry body that was founded by, has been just founded a few months ago by 
for uh, leading companies in that space, being Voluntis, Propeller, Welldoc, and uh, Achille. Uh, and they basically chose Frontiers to celebrate their, uh, their European unveiling. So we had a session. That was a great hour where we really discussed this fascinating innovation uh, that is basically uh, software as a drug, you know, in a, in a nutshell. Yeah, I've got their website up now. It's dtxalliance.org, and I'll have a link to that in the show notes so people can go learn more about them. I know we'll be hearing more about digital therapeutics in the year ahead, but just jumping back to Frontiers Health, one of my favorite talks at Frontiers Health was one by someone who's actually going to be a guest in an upcoming episode, Valerio Nanini from Nestle. He spoke about the work that they're doing in understanding food and designing food that meets our nutritional needs. Uh, but also balancing that with satisfying our sense of texture and smell, et cetera, that actually gives us the enjoyment and the pleasure out of food. And he spoke about how having a data-driven approach can create a personalized nutritional experience. I've gone to a lot of conferences, and that talk that he gave was completely different to anything I've heard before. And let me also mention uh, one other talk in, in, in sort of in the same camp, uh, which was given by Donald O'Neill and Asim Malotra, who together uh, have been studying the principle, the nutritional principle behind the, the Mediterranean diet uh, on a scientific basis and are working on uh, a technology that will deliver basically a Mediterranean diet uh, in a scientific way through a, a piece of technology that will make this actionable at an individual level, which they described in a book called the POP Protocol, or actually the POP Diet, which implements this POP Protocol, is named out of a village in the south of Italy, which is known for the ultra-centenary uh, uh, people living there. Uh, and basically, they are translating this book into, into a piece of technology, and uh, this will be ready in the, in the, in the coming months. We'll get right back to the interview, but I wanted to take a minute to tell you about our partnership with Bayer and their Grants for Apps program. After five years of success with the G4A Accelerator program and the Dealmaker program that was just introduced in 2017, Bayer has introduced another new program to help foster partnerships between Bayer and early stage companies. Similar to the Dealmaker program, the new Generator program is designed to establish commercial relationships with companies developing solutions that focus on their four challenge areas. This program is about making self-care accessible and achievable, and they're looking to tackle the challenges of managing self-care, external pain management, improving skin and sun protection, and nutrition support. The prize for this program is perhaps one of the most valuable of all, a commercial relationship with a global corporate customer. Applications open the week of January 8, 2018, but don't delay. The deadline to apply is March 23, 2018. Get full details on their website at g4agenerator.com. That's G the number four, agenerator.com. Now let's jump back to the conversation. Roberto, we were just talking about diet. It is so important and it's something I know that it's being discussed more and more directly in relation to the health challenges and problems that are being faced around the world. I'll find some links to that protocol that you mentioned and include them in the show notes. Now, you had tremendous support and turnout from the pharmaceutical industry, and there was a session where four companies presented their work and how they're working to change and transform their businesses. One of the things I enjoyed about Frontiers Health is that it wasn't just a love fest or a parade of people bragging about what they're doing inside their businesses. There was some really candid discussion about the fact that more needs to be done. And when you look at the size of these pharma and med device giants, if you added up all that they're spending on these programs to foster innovation and to 
put on hackathons and to do outreach and to, to give 25 or 50,000 euros or dollars to various companies. It's really a tiny part of their overall business, no matter how you measure it. And now, I don't mean that to sound negative in any way, because every journey begins with the first step, and I'm really pleased that these new programs are being developed. But it really shows that there's a huge opportunity for these new solutions to take on a larger role within these established players. Just to expand on this a little bit, because I think it's, it's, it's kind of key, uh, I see really two uh, avenues uh, uh, about how we can do more and we can accelerate things. So um, investments, uh, surely, on, on one end is, uh, is important, and we have uh, uh, corporate ventures at uh, now several pharma companies that are starting to really um, invest uh, in a more kind of meaningful way in the in the digital health space at, at large and clearly digital therapeutics. It's still a beginning, but we are starting to see uh, kind of bigger tickets uh, uh, in that uh, in that space. And I and I believe this is great, and there's room for improvement. Um, and 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 I think that's that that's all cool. But on the other side. I think the business integration, it's also as cool as, uh, as, as, as cash. So what I mean is the, the, the startups are clearly the, the places where the disruptive innovation is coming from. And I think this is something that we needed to establish in the past years. I think now there is a consensus uh, that that's the case in, in, in healthcare too. But to scale up from MVPs, proof of concepts, um, some kind of uh, even market traction to proper at-scale distribution, pharma and device companies can play a big role because they do have access. They do have this uh, global uh, distribution uh, capabilities. They do have uh, access to uh, the physicians, the, the, the prescribers, and so on and so forth. So... Um, something that I personally think could be major and is something that also uh, is part of Frontiers and is part of our work at Healthware is really how these startups can get in touch besides the awards and, and the, the, the recognitions with the, the business side of the pharmaceutical companies or device companies, of course, you know, uh, uh, connected through the innovation functions at these companies, but really get engaged with the business side and through the business uh, reach uh, really uh, business viable MVPs. And from there, how this can really kind of eat to the market and seek a greater reach and greater distribution. And we will do more uh, in, in uh, both from a, from a frontiers perspective by organizing more ways for this uh, two sides of the ecosystem to get together, um, as well as uh, as a healthware business uh, uh, more you know at, at at large. Roberto, as we're recording this, we're rounding out the final days of 2017, and by the time this podcast goes live, we'll have the final numbers in for the investments that have been made in digital health in 2017. It looks like it's going to be another landmark year for the industry. I know that Startup Health's report from the end of Q3 2017 indicated the investment this year at the end of Q3 had already surpassed the total investments in 2016. As we look ahead to 2018, you have a great perspective since you work with both small and large companies all around the world and you understand their needs. What are some of your thoughts on the achievements in 2017 and what are some of the things that you think 2018 has in store? 
I think the the um, this year has been uh, great for several reasons, but one in particular because as um, proven some uh, paths forward, which needed a little bit of that in order to kind of uh, reinforce. So showed us um, some meaningful M&A activity, showed some uh, meaningful partnership activity, showed some uh, the reach of some key clinical evidence. Uh, I'm referring here to uh, recently produce clearance by FDA, but also the uh, primary endpoint met by Yakili in their pivotal trial on ADHD. So all these uh, are uh, signals that have basically proven certain paths uh, to the future. So I think 2018 possibly will have in store for us the amplification of these um, achievements in a way, you know, this kind of milestones. So uh, now this is something that is creating enough evidence for multiple players to really take uh, one more step into and starting to have more of this. So I think 2018 could be a year where the signals will get amplified uh, we will have uh, more of each of these categories and, and probably could be uh, a little bit of a transition year from the proof of concepts to more serious strategies. So really building companies uh, on this basis and for large companies really embrace at a, at a different scale. Maybe scale will take some more time to come. I'm talking scale on the business side, not necessarily on the funding side, that of course is in place and comes, you know, kind of sooner. I'm talking about adoption. I'm talking about how this will get integrated into business. I'm talking about the kind of people that will be hired into the into the industry to drive this forward. So the the sort of full uh, business integration and development of digital health within. Uh, within the industry. And I believe, uh, again, 2018 might be a transition year in that direction, but most will come even later because healthcare is so complex. Certainly a lot to be excited about and a lot of great work behind us and a lot more work ahead, but I think it's going to be a great year. Roberto, before I let you go, there are six questions I like to ask every guest. Let me go ahead and fire them at you. What is a saying, quote, or phrase that motivates you? Uh, I have to say that uh, it's a it's a Latin expression uh, that I'll try to spell is ad maiora, means uh, uh, to always better things, uh, and and it's and it's the it motivates me since many years. Uh, every time we reach uh, any kind of accomplishment as a company, uh, I use that to mean to myself and my teams that we immediately need to look at how we can improve, how we can do better, how we can uh, uh, exceed that. So that that would be mine, ad maiora. What advice do you have for others working to innovate in healthcare? Focus on good problems to solve. That to me is the, is the, is the key. Um, it, it, we have a, a number of problems that we need to solve in healthcare. I think focusing on, 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 on great problems uh, that are able to 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 have an impact doesn't mean uh, 
uh, from a from a quantitative perspective, but but something that solves and 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 proves things for uh, a, a small or large group of people. Uh, it, it's really the, the 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 place to start. So if you solve a tangible problem that people care about, everything will 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 come along. Whether it's funding, whether it's a business model, and so on and so forth. What's a book that you recommend to our listeners? A book that I recommend to to listeners. There's um, one that I enjoyed a lot, and it's called the Innovator's Dilemma. Is quite uh, known, but I think it's a, it, it's a great lesson about how to innovate, especially in big companies. What's a piece of technology that you highly recommend? Well, I think the, uh, I mean, it, 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 it might sound uh, a, little bit, uh, a little bit obvious, but I think everything that is letting interfaces disappear I think it's worth uh, spending time uh, spending time on it, especially especially in healthcare. I don't think that any sort of uh, artificial interface, whether it's a is a is a is a virtual keyboard or or or, or really anything else uh, other than uh, voice operated or something that uh, works uh, maybe in a mirror uh, to capture data out of uh, your. Uh, your image and uh, uh, your, your kind of face into into that kind of uh, uh, device, I, I think has a, a great potential in uh, in healthcare. So I would look at all uh, technologies that are letting uh, interfaces disappear and making the interaction, the human machine interaction, uh, seamless and, and 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 natural. If I gave you five million dollars to invest in health technology today, where would you invest it? Um, preventive, passively driven um, solutions. What I mean is, um, I believe that data are key, but have to be collected passively. I don't see any one of us spending time to provide data for a kind of benefit, especially in the prevention space that uh, it's not kind of tangible in the short term. So. Anything that 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 gets data out of us in a in a kind of a passive way and is able to inform us about uh, preventing behaviors, I think is the area where I would invest and also the area where I'm <laughs> I'm investing right now. Is there anything else you'd like to say to the audience before I let you go? No, I just want to thank you a lot for this. I've been uh, following the previous episodes and I really enjoy the. Uh, the show, the style, and the kind of mission that Digital Health Today is uh, pursuing. So I just want to thank you for having me here and thank uh, all the listeners that have been with us uh, for, for this episode. That's great, Roberto. Well, thanks a lot for sharing your perspective with the listeners on this program. I look forward to seeing you out in San Francisco at JP Morgan. Thank you, man. There you have it. That was Roberto Ascione, the CEO and founder of Healthware International and host of the Frontiers Health Conference. Check out the show notes for this episode at digitalhealthtoday.com forward slash 52. And in case you think I forgot, I did ask Roberto what charity he'd like to nominate to receive a gift and appreciation of his time on the show. The name of the charity escaped him during the call, but he's since let me know that the charity he'd like to nominate is Recycle Health at RecycleHealth.com. It's a Boston-based charity that donates trackers to organizations in the U.S., including senior citizens, 
programs for developmentally disabled adults, and running clubs for children in underserved areas. So we'll be making a donation in his name to that charity. Thanks very much, Roberto, for nominating them. In our next episode, I speak with Fred Tony of Launchpad Digital Health, a leading seed investor and mentor in digital health. So be sure to hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app to be sure you won't miss it. And of course, please take a minute to leave a review in iTunes. It helps build our digital health community and reach other innovators working to transform healthcare. You can follow me on Twitter at HealthTechDan and follow the show at dhealthtoday. And of course, you can always contact me the old-fashioned way on email at dan at digitalhealthtoday.com. That's all for me for now. Speak with you soon in episode 53. And until next time, keep on innovating.